welcome to the Midweek War Stories as your no-star crew goes down another deep dive for the B-shows for WCW and WWF, Thunder and SmackDown. We're coming off the heels of this radical new change for WWF. <laughs> it's radical, man. And WCW is being WCW, WCW now. WCW is also radical, but for completely different yeah, reasons. They're doing their own radical change. They have a radical idea. Let's hemorrhage money, not have any ratings. That checks out. Bold strategy. Bold strategy, Con. But I'm your host, Joseph Lussel. I'm alongside here with the uh, Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Nobody knows more about the ins and outs, ups and downs, and to and fro's of this uh, particular business we talk about than I do. Fair. Just want to throw that out there. I feel like that's like the first time you've ever said that in the six years we've been it podcast. Is. Probably should have been on the first episode. <laughs> yeah, yep. probably should have led with that. Better late than never. <laughs> you know, it's like us going. You know, let's do a award show, and we don't do a award after hey, named you after know us. What? It, anybody who really knows me, like you two, uh, should know that it's completely on brand for me to take six years to put myself over. Yep. Congrats to their pal, you know, four to six years. <laughs> Just like the cho- cho- chosen one, Mike Bubble. I'm still acting commissioner. I'm still in charge. That means, Joe, yep. don't piss me <laughs> off. And, Corey, yeah. I take bribes. Good to know. That's good to know. All right. So let's uh, start this <laughs> night off with the first show in February for any, any network. As we're going to do February 2nd of the year 2000 for the... Thunder for WCW. On TBS. And you know what? It just feels right when wrestling is on TBS. It's not. A, is it at 6.05? No. It should yeah. be at 9.05. Well, it was 9.05. Yeah. There yeah. time. Yeah. Eastern. For me, it was 6.05. Commentary team is Mike, Dynamite. Mike Tanay. I'd love to know what was on before it. What was the, before the one hour? Like, the one hour for Thunder? Because their prime time starts at 8.05. So... I wonder what was on at 8.05 on Wednesdays. That was probably a movie from that 6. Yeah, that's what I thought. Dinner well, no, because they, um, they would have their TV shows for, until 8.05. Seventh, you know, uh, from... Wings? No. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Hold on. No, uh, 2000? That's... Fresh that Prince Seinfeld? Of, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was the newest show TBS had acquired. In the fall of 99. Because I used to watch it all the time, and I knew what shows came what year. And 99 was Fresh Prince, so probably an hour of Fresh Prince. It's not a bad hour. Because it would be like, by, by 2000, it was Family Matters, Full House, Who's the Boss, and like Fresh Prince. That was the, those were the TBS well, shows. Well, first and last show you had me with. Two in the middle, I'll fuck off. But I liked Who's the Boss. Full, I never liked Full House. Angela, actually. I bet proved that. That's true. Abed did prove that Angela was indeed the boss. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of the, of the professor. It's a deep cut. <laughs> no cell community coming up here. So. I'm a sexy cat. I'm a sexy cat. F. F minus. <laughs> you say S? S? I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> The three community fans listening to this are going to love everything we just did. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> he, that was too much Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been known to happen. Cage right. fatigue. 
Let's go to... Oh, actually, it's on Brantford Thunder tonight. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes right back there to where we started. We're in uh, Binghampton, New York. Binghamton. <laughs> Not Binghampton. I, I like Binghampton. That's Binghampton. Binghampton. They're in London, they're in Binghampton. <laughs> yeah. In the United States of America, oh. it's Binghamton. Binghamton. I'm going to stick with Binghampton because I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> That's further review. Yeah. Touchdown Celtics. Touchdown. <laughs> uh, we start the show with a recap of uh, Nitro. That's not. <laughs> Fuck me. We're gonna. <laughs> Whoa. We're gonna start with Nitro. Jeff Jarrett's in charge, and he makes a six-man tag. Flair has some issues with one Terry Funk. Jarrett makes Ric Flair and Terry Funk his partner. Then we get highlights of the main event. Highlights. Oh, there's a. Lights. They, sh- they lights. showed it again. We get lights. We get lights of the main event. Hey guys, there's a cage above the ring. You don't fucking say. Once again, me thinks uh, triple threat mania. Whatever the fuck they're calling it, triple threat a thon. I don't know. Theater. Triple threat theater. Sure it is. Theater. That's what I said. As NWO comes on out, Scott Hall tries to do the hey yo, but he doesn't because they're supposed to be heels. He's shy. Uh, Steiner <laughs> says that uh, he has all the girls. Uh, Basically, he talks about how he railed them last night again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Jarrett, since he's in charge, said you have no title defenses until Super Brawl. Smart move. Smart move. And like, once again, he's going to make his life a living hell. So tonight, Jarrett said you're in a triple threat <sighs> theater. God damn it. One, you're in a submission match against Mike Rotundo. Mike Rotundo. Two, hardcore match against with Mike Rotundo's partner, Rick Steiner. And three, a cage match against Big Ron and Heavy D, the Harris Brothers. Mm. And like on Monday, guys, Jarrett would take some bribes. <laughs> Commentary. Quick, guys, let's pull our money and have them rebook this entire card. I got, I got about five bucks. I'll give them. Yeah. I about. I got five on. I'll, I'll do ten. I got ten on it. No, wait. Commentary brings up the matches for tonight, guys. Uh, it's going to be DDP against the Machine. Uh, more on that later on. I've been waiting for this. I forgot about it till it happened. Then I rebound that bitch until I sent, remember I sent you guys a tweet like seven oh, months ago. I remember because I found the date. Yeah. I just forgot about it. I, I, I honestly forgot the whole thing. Oh, God damn it, Joe! My God. I sent the tweet going, I cannot fucking wait for 2000. Because then, when, when we, we started doing that whole throw that day of just shit that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, also, we have Kidman versus Vampiro versus The Wall. Best of seven. Triple threat the world was waiting for. I, I think you guys are waiting for this one. David Flair and Crowbar versus The Mama Loose. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I thought it was for the tag matches, but we find out later on it's not. We have Norman Smiley or Screaming Demon Norman Smiley versus the Demon. <sighs> and we have uh, we found out that hey Terry Funk is taking on Ric Flair at Super Brawl. Cool. Also, Hulk Hogan should be here tonight. You know shit's dire when they uh, have Hogan show up on a Thunder. I was gonna say he don't do that, right? Not on his own will. Um, and I'm, I guarantee you he got extra money for this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As we see a limo backstage as... Hogan doesn't wipe his ass if he doesn't get paid for it. No. We see a limo backstage, so we assume that probably will be 
Hulk Hogan. <laughs> then we go to the NWO as they bring in the uh, bald ref. I forgot his name. And they ask him if, uh, can you be bought? Can you be bought? Oh, hell hell yeah. yeah, I can. It's Slick Johnson. Yeah, Slick yeah. Johnson. Because his neck. So I was like, the your former, name is fucking stupid. The former Scott Steiner ref for the NWO. Yep. 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 So he's back as going to be the ref at Super Brawl. Uh, let's go to our first match of the night as it's Screaming Demon Norman Smiley versus the Demon. Once again, he kept that face paint on and uh, comes out as the Demon again. It's a good look on Norman, though, i got to be honest. Yeah, but man, two days later, he hasn't taken a shower. He's just doing that Vader gimmick. <laughs> the man they call Norman. Norman Smile On. Uh, Demon strips Norman of all the clothes, but then all of a sudden, Smiley wins with the chicken wing. I mean, the norm, the Norman conquest. That's just the uh, that's that's Bucky one hundred and one. You get naked and put a chicken wing on. <laughs> that's that's why I did my honeymoon. I, you know, it's day two of wrestling school. <laughs> First, you learn how to flat back, and then you learn how to get naked and put a chicken wing on. <laughs> it's, you know, seemed normal at the time. That's that's what I did at my wedding. Yeah, you know, I just I don't ask questions. You know, how was your wedding? Got naked, chicken wing the bride. Wasn't I wasn't at the, I wasn't even getting married. It was my bride, but it was my bride. It was a bride. It was a bride. Uh, wasn't I bet it was the last time you went over too. Yes, it was. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we go backstage with Idol and Lane as they're talking about how people don't know their names. Uh, they're going to go to the club and chase some rats. Um, and, but then I, uh, Corey, what's their name? Because this is when they come up with their two name. XS. Uh, yeah. Two XS. They said it really fast. Yeah. Two Although, it like it's shortened to XS eventually. Mm. But, uh, but then they Is say it two the letter X, the letter S. Yeah. Oh, so two XS, and then, then they go like, you know what? We're going to do everything we just talked about on Monday. <laughs> and they're like, why Monday? Because huh, these guys are ratings. Yeah. Apparently. Because we're going to just do it on Monday. Let's go to our first match of the Triple Threat Theater. It's Sid versus Mike Rotundo in a submissions match. Uh, Sid chokes on Rotundo and puts him in the crossface for the win. What the fuck, dude? Need we say more? I... No. Just, he can't do any other submission. Nope. Has Not to be like a crossface, brother. single one. How you can have him do a sharpshooter. How long did it take them to get him to learn on that move? I don't know that he does it right yet. He doesn't. So, so I mean, I, like, he still has not learned yet. So you know, <laughs> it's uh, Did we just watch this. It's Ripley? happening again. That's the. It's happening right now. I just, but it's uh, it's no, yeah, no. Let's go uh, backstage with Mean Gene with Vampiro. Gene is like, hey man, I thought you respected Kidman, and you interfering in that match, hitting him with the heel kick. I don't know what side you're on. Finally, some wrestler says something that makes sense. Yankees pitcher Kevin Bryant. Um, he's like, uh, I respect Kidman, but that doesn't mean I like him. Boom, there. Boom, there it is. Makes sense. I can love you. Then we I get, don't have to like you. <laughs> then we have highlights from the uh, championship of the Cruiserweight so tournament. Again, you keep saying highlights, Joe. <laughs> I keep not understanding what you mean. But they keep showing a match, and they say it's multiple than one. So mm-hmm. I might be wrong there. Uh, then we get a performance for three counts. They don't give us one, but uh, they said maybe after. Because the next match is in a cruiserweight uh, tournament as Shane Helms versus 
Shannon Moore. Finally, oh. motherfucker. They finally figured out how to give us a good match in the Jesus cruiserweight division. Christ. Just have those two wrestle each other. So, <laughs> this was a fun match, but Joe, I just have a question for you. Yes. Did you understand the reference when he said Casey Kasem and Rick Dees? Well, I know oh, that's Casey. That's a good question. I, yeah. I know Casey Kasem. Okay. Do you know who Rick Dees is? Not Dees Nuts. That's weird. Okay, so. Right? That he wouldn't Do you want know. me to? Go ahead. Yeah. Because I got it completely because I'm the, an old soul. The human music, music database? Yeah. They're both radio DJs, mm-hmm. of course, in the uh, 70s. Right. And, uh, uh, but the thing is, because uh, I know for a fact, because I listened to it weekly, working at Dairy Mart at the time. Rick Dees was still doing the national top 40 countdown on Sundays mm-hmm. in 2000. So we should have known who he was. Oh. But, yes, they were two old DJs from the he 70s and 80s. And- was still doing it until around, I want to say, 2007? That late? Wow. Because Seacrest was deep into Idol when he took over. Wow, yeah. And, of course, he took over from Kaysen. Yep. So, I mean, like... It's they it, were the American the top forty weekly countdown. It's the second. Done by these it's guys. the second Casey Kasem reference in wrestling in the past year because mm-hmm. Austin did it with a uh, X Pac when he was hunting DX down. <laughs> keep keep your head up, feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Uh, of what? course, uh, Saved by the Bell. What do you want to know? What Rick D's real name is? What is it? Bart Nuts. Rick D's Nuts. Please be D's Nuts. Please be D's Nuts. Rigdon Osmond Dees the third. There are two other motherfuckers with that name. Sick. Sick. That's a sick name. How did he not use that as his DJ name? I don't know. That's a sick name. Damn. That's awesome. awesome. Damn. So uh, Evan Courageous joins commentary. They so we have a match between Helms and Moore, but then we have a match between Tanay and Courageous over music. We also. Have a match between courageous and the English language. Yes, <laughs> and I'm not sure who won. <laughs> I don't either. Shannon Moore does though with a uh, backslide pin. Eh, the right guy won. Yeah, 2004. He's replaced. I was wrong. We go backstage with the NWO as Medusa barges in, saying, "Hey, I want to wrestle." Rick Dees had a number one hit in 1976, by the way, with a parody song called "Disco Duck." Also, want to point out that um, he still does his own weekly top forty show. Does he? He like produces it and distributes it like to terrestrial radio, like on his own <laughs> from like his basement. Yeah, that's fucking lame, dude. Jesus, he's got to be god fucking seventies. Uh, he was born in nineteen fifty. So yeah, he's wow. Damn, he's seventy one. Like, he was doing that shit way. Like I said, he had a hit in seventy six. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your Rick D's podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Medusa barging in the NWO. She wants to say she wants to wrestle. She's tired of doing nothing around here. <laughs> Which one was, was it? Steiner oh. or Hall who just straight up called her an ugly cow? It Steiner. was Steiner. <laughs> Steiner. Oh, where'd it go? Because he said, oh, where the fuck did I put it? Uh, says you're on the hideous side of good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Jesus, dude. Get buried. <laughs> God damn. You're on the hideous side of good looking. Dude. <laughs> and then Jarrett says, here, look into it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of Jesus Christ, let's go to Mean Gene as he brings out one oh. Hulk 
Hogan. It's fitting. Can I just say... Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You skipped something, Joe. What did I skip? Highlights of the Cruiserweight Tournament. <sighs> Corey, what? It's February 2000 now. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. They brought this back. A road report. <laughs> We're doing a motherfucking road report. With a no name. <laughs> what in the actual fuck? Hey... I don't have a quarter. I can't make my phone call. And then I will tell you where my head was at when I saw fuck nuts get out of the limo. I wrote, oh, fuck, he is here. I was hoping Luger was just fucking with people. (laughs) No, no. I was like, fuck, he's actually here. God damn it. So he comes out as he uh, says that he's been sitting sitting down on his couch watching this and he's sick to his stomach. He said he called his good friends Goldberg and Sting. Not true. Nope. Says, you know what? He doesn't like the writing. Uh, he's not liking the fact that writers are making jokes about the wrestling business. They're making jokes out of the wrestling yeah. business. I, he, I actually applauded that part. He is tired of seeing young guys thinking that they're stars. There it is. Yep. Uh, when he heard Ho- uh, Luger call his name uh, the one-time main eventer, that's when he decided to come back. I like how in Hogan's eyes, Luger is the young guy <laughs> trying to make a name for himself. Like, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> Only in WCW 2000 <laughs> is Luger the young up-and-comer. This greenhorn. We had that in current day. was a guy that's been with the company for 10 years. You <laughs> yeah, know? That's a good point. <laughs> Fucking guy. Total package. Liz come out. Package calls Sting a coward since he keeps calling him out, but Sting doesn't show up. As this is happening, Liz is trying to get attention of, of the package. As there's the sting silhouette, as he points his bat at the package, and then rips his hair out, and rips his hair out. But the entire time, Sting's <laughs> looking him back, looking. Oh, when package is looking at Sting, Hogan's like, "That's not Sting. That's not Sting." Pantomiming to the top row of the back of the building, and then. Uh, <sighs> The Sting takes his wig off, and then they begin to brawl. Hogan attacks the package. Hogan Atomic drops Liz. And then we have a match at Super Brawl of Hulk Hogan versus the Toll Package. So uh, I know it's going to be a, probably a negative on both of your guys, but I have to ask. So Super Brawl. We're yep. looking at Sid Jarrett, yep. Funk Flair, yep. Hogan Luger. Yep. How's that for your top three? Uh, the first match was fine. Fuck off on the other two. We have a double main event at Super Brawl. Do we? Yeah. Technically speaking. And, uh, but, but the other main event is neither of the Flair Funk Luger Hogan matches. Honestly, isn't it a triple threat? Because one of them's a title match. Is that not a main event? That's the main event. That's one of the main events. It's a title match. Okay. Sid and Jared. Um, but the other main event uh, is neither of those we'll, two matches. We'll find out. Is that surprising? We'll get to them. Yeah, honestly. That's not looking forward to those. Uh, gross, dude. That's fucking gross. I yeah. wish they would start announcing some matches for No Way Out so I can compare the top three, but they're fucking dragging their feet on that shit. Oh, God. Well, we see the kid cameras. We see uh, Kidman stretching, but then he turns it to Tori. He's like, why would they want to see me when we can see you? Exactly. Kidman gets it. He gets it. It's like Kidman's a star, baby. To the moon! We Mm. see Vampiro, the wall, and uh, 
Kidman walking to the ring as we're going to going to get that as our next match. But they, we see they shot it well. It actually looked like Vampiro was coming from the depths of hell. Yep. So dark and fucking creepy looking. Then we get uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett wanting to give someone the women the women's division the power to be, and it's one old good old Oklahoma. I enjoyed that only for how pissed off the announcers were when they got like, oh, it figures. It freaking figures he'd give it to that guy. I, uh, I don't know. Their defense is terrible. Wow. I don't know. I've never heard anybody else say it, but when Vampiro comes out, Hudson calls him the Dark Angel. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's why Hudson should be. Why the fuck bullshit? have we not been saying this for months? Well, he's it's been with ICP so and uh, the Misfits. It worked. It worked for both of them. It would have been fine. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So our next match is—he's the only one not checked out. God damn it! Our next match is Kidman with Tori it's versus it. the Wall versus Vampiro. Softball. <laughs> softball uh, Kidman and uh, Vampiro attack the Wall to start the match. They well, talk. I mean, makes sense. The Wall tosses Kidman in the air. Uh, with a gorilla press slam, Vampiro is going to toss Kidman into the wall, but slips. Uh, they uh, commentary tries to save it by saying like uh, Kidman got hurt from the toss, so that's why the botch happened. Tori distracts the ref. Kidman hits the wall with the chair, but doesn't affect him. Vampiro takes the chair. Then Kidman drop kicks the chair into Vampiro. The wall tosses Kidman to the outside. Then he, then the wall choke slams Vampiro off the top turnbuckle with a like a jumping choke slam off the top for the win. Crazy choke slam spot. Yeah, I wouldn't take it. Nah, nah, bro. He's the guy they're pushing. I guess. Interesting. We go. Uh, we get a preview for. Uh, Sting's new movie, Shutter Speed. That looks I could have swore this fucking movie was hot before the... That looks terrible. You didn't like the acting? Are you done? You feel better? I just need the camera. No? No. Who was the co-star? I have no idea. Oh, uh, Daisy Fuentes. Hey, now. I wish you guys were still doing the cue so you could find it on YouTube. <laughs> or the real reason men commit crimes. That's the one that came out earlier. Yeah, because that was like his like produced shit that he was all proud of. Never seen it. I I don't. I'm pretty certain it was a straighted video. Yeah, yeah. That was like Bischoff's like rationale for not giving him a raise. Was the WCW produced that movie? Damn. Because he like he went to like like the office because Sting wanted to do the movie and Bischoff was like, look guys. He's never asked for a raise. He's never been in trouble. We should just do this for him. Like, or you could just, you know, give Sting a fucking raise, you dick. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Jackass. It's not like he wasn't paid well. I mean, the the industry even had a term for it. When you got the dream money, they called it, oh, you got the Sting money. Because he was making 750000 a year with that WWE contract. But that's still not enough. I know, but I'm saying... Because what was old... Terry Bollea making? Oh, millions. Yeah. Uh, but what was Ric Flair making? Like 20 grand. 500,000 a year. That's fair, though. No, it's not. That's fair. He should be way more than Sting. Nah. Listen to her, dude. 
You know, maybe he was. Maybe he was just all like child support and paying for abortion. No, uh, uh, during the Monday Night Wars, he was he was literally making like two hundred less than Sting, and uh, don't even start on Hogan. <laughs> he was making like half mil uh, less than Hogan. <laughs> like, <laughs> but was he making more than Roddy Piper? No. Well, that's unfortunate. Piper got one of those million dollar deals like Hogan. Gross, he, Piper made more than Sting. It's gross. Goldberg was getting like two hundred thousand <laughs> until he walked out in May of ninety nine. Jesus, I think Christ, I need more dude. than that. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Uh, we got a mean Gene with the Mama Lukes and Disco. Oh God, they say why are they why Disco says why are they defending the titles against the Mama uh, against David Flo and Crowbar? They've beaten them multiple times. Correct, That's true. And then Idol and Lane show up saying they want a match for the titles, and they were like, Mama Lukes were like, No, who are you? Who are you? Also fair. Man, when the Mama Lukes and Disco are the voices of reason in your locker room, Ooh, you need to start to the fuck over. Down. <laughs> we got our next match in the Triple Threat Theater, Sid versus Rick Steiner in a hardcore match. They uh, fight in the crowd next to the announce table. Steiner backdrops Sid back into the over the barrier onto the announce table. No, it was a suplex, oh, a regular suplex, suplex oh, okay. because he... Uh, Sid didn't help, apparently, and so Steiner had to lift that motherfucker up. And he did. How <laughs> fucking strong is Rick Steiner? Jesus Christ. He's very strong. That was bananas. <laughs> Sid dead-weighted him. <laughs> and Steiner's like, he's like, bitch, you're going, yep, nope, motherfucker. You're <laughs> you ever seen New Jack about him? But you're jumping off this motherfucker. That's, that's happening. I can't feel my legs. Yeah, you won't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> they fight to the back. <laughs> They fight to the back. <laughs> they fight to the back. And all of a sudden, a baseball bat comes out of nowhere and hits them both. Sid falls on top of Steiner for the win. I was like, what the fuck is this? Who's behind the tarp? I mean, Sting's got the bat, right? It was a metal bat. It's fucking bald Sting. It was bald a- softball Sting. <laughs> It was a silver bat, so I don't know. It's this chick. Yeah, She's got a silver bat. It writes itself. All right, guys. It's Janae Jefferson. Let's That's get to it. Let's get to it. Our next match. DDP versus the machine. Ah, yes. Uh, what? So first of all, Joe. Uh, who? Why is he wearing a gimp mask? And who is the machine? Oh, you don't know? No. No. I found, I, I, is it I, Al I Green? No. But I no, it's not Al Green. This guy is uh, whiter than Al Green. Oh, I yeah. looked and I found out. It is a guy that we know. Uh-oh. It is a guy that later on would be on WWE television. Uh-oh. Would be a SmackDown superstar. Would be a WWE tag team <gasps> champion. Is it a Palumbo or a Stasiak? No. Is it a Rene Dupree? No. Damn. Is it a uh, is it Ricky Martel? Ricky, Ricky Martel! Why, why would you put that face under a mask? I know. No, and uh, would be... Uh, what's that? <laughs> Would be a part of one of the worst factions of all time, the cabinet with JBL. Okay. It was Danny Basham. Oh. Well, let's bash him here, Joe. I can see why. Jesus goddamn Christ. He was fairly young in his career. That uh, checks out. You don't say. <laughs> that doesn't excuse the other fucking idiot in the match, but uh, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about it. But let's start with the one highlight we should be talking about. The machine goes to the far end on camera side, <laughs> left side of the turnbuckle. 
Left side. Yeah. DDP goes, I got an idea. I'm going to go to the right side. And I'm going to stumble onto the right side top turnbuckle. The machine is on the far left <laughs> top turnbuckle. Correct. There is a turnbuckle and 20 feet of rope separating both <laughs> yeah. men. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, his side didn't move. His side didn't move. But what does the machine do? He jumps halfway across the ri- a rope and crotch first. He doesn't scream. He goes, ah! ah! <laughs> he screams, ah! And then nuts himself on the top turnbuckle. And the crowd goes nuclear. <laughs> Absolute nuclear on him. I remember seeing that on Botchamania. Yeah. And then I was, then I, I was like, that's messed up. But when this match happened, I did not know it was this match, that machine, and this. I'm like, okay. But, <laughs> so, Corey. Yeah. So the machine sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. He's very but young in his career. How can somebody like DDP, who has to script every fucking second of a match, taking any realism out of anything he ever does, fuck up this badly? That's a good question. I don't know. How in the fuck does this spot happen? Well, have you noticed, and I, and this is all seriousness, have you noticed, because uh, I have, that since he came back from finishing the filming in December, that DDP is, how do we say it? Um, checked the fuck out? Checked the fuck out. Yeah. He's not yep. exactly. No. And it's not even that he's not trying. It's He's checked out. I mean, we're, we're talking a guy who just does not have any semblance of giving a fuck. Me thinks uh, he liked him a little bit of that old Hollywood and wants to do that instead. Me thinks that, and me also thinks that this storyline with the marriage in trouble... A little too real. Uh, is a little too real, because marriage is in trouble at this point. Yep. So between the two... Yeah, almost like you shouldn't ever do that fucking storyline. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you do. What is Savage... Savage was famous as saying to someone, don't ever do a storyline with your wife, brother, because I did it. No, I don't have one. Uh, DDP wins with the diamond cutter. Sure. So, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the smash will live in infamy. <laughs> Jeez Christ. But hey, he did go on to become a WWE Tag Team Champion. So there's that. And a much better worker. I would hope. He actually turned out to be one of those... Um, Good hands? Yeah, just a really good hand. Just a solid fucking worker. That old Bruce picture kiss of death? Yeah, that you could you could depend to put anywhere. <sighs> well, not tonight. <laughs> but uh, Not tonight in his younger days. Maybe it's the Gimp mask. Yeah, it might be. It's kind of hard to wrestle him on. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> My nuts! <laughs> uh, we got a history of Funk and Ric Flair's history. Uh, they show old footage, so that's good for them, for once. Yeah, for <laughs> once. They, they the fucking forgot they had it. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to mean you with Harn Anderson as Arn's talking about how he doesn't want to, but he is in the middle of uh, Ric Flair and Funk's feud. Have I ever told you the story? No. It's not the first time they've re-shown the Funk Flair uh, highlights on, on WWE TV, you know hmm. what I mean? Shit. Go on. In uh, late 92, uh, WWE main event was struggling on Sundays on TBS, you know what I mean? Hmm, I guess she's tagged in. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Struggling in the ratings, right? So they started doing just, they would show throwback Ric Flair matches. 
on WWE main event in fall of 92 when he's in WWF. What the shit? And the ratings improved. And they would, uh, including they did the one where he wrestled Terry Funk on Clash the Champions. Mm-hmm. That got like a monster rating. Best rating that's had in five years. Jesus. So when Flair wants to come back into WCW and they're negotiating and one of the guys is trying to get him in and the other guys are like, I'm not too sure. Uh, what makes you think he warrants this kind of contract to come back in? Which wasn't a, which wasn't a great Ric Flair contract. It wasn't right. Sting money. Right. But, and they actually had to say, well, in the last six months, he's improved the ratings for both WF and uh, WCW. And like, what? Now, yeah, he was actually improving the ratings of us while he wasn't here. So we might as well sign him. Yep. Can you think of another instance where you're the active WWF champion, but you're improving the ratings on WWE main event by them showing years old matches of yours? I was going to say, uh, well, you're gender, and then people just don't want to watch your show, they watch somebody else. So that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good old gender. Don't hand, don't hand it to the gender. You know, he's in the line for a push. Hey. Hey, uh, Billy Gunn, once a year. He says that he's really, you know, Flander f- Billy. Ar- uh, we're going to talk about Arn here, about how we're leading to the Terry Funk, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson on a pole match. As a, you know, he talks about how he's really close friends with Flair, but Funk helped him out against the NWO. Arn says that he, you know, he's Team WCW, and we need all to get to get get together so we can defeat the NWO. No, you joke about the Arn on a pole match. I swear but, to God. But honestly speaking, booking-wise, how do they not have him be like the special ref at the match? Special ref, right? Should yeah. be. Like it, right itself, right? 100%. He just said the it, line. It I'm in the, he, he, <laughs> he, he just says the line. I'm in the middle of this between the two. So what, what do you do? Hell, you just did it at a sold out. No, the night after, right? With no, he, Kimberly. He was the ref. No, Kimberly was a special guest ref. Well, then Arn was the ref that sold out. No, no, no. I'm talking about the storyline I'm saying is yeah, they did the storyline of DDP and Buff, and Kimberly was a special yeah. guest referee. They're, they're doing it all over again with the love and affection of Arn Anderson. Hopefully, he, he knows how to count it. I'd, I'd rather love and affect Kimberly. No, no. So let's, is Buff. Let's go, <laughs> let's go to our next match. It's Tank Abbott versus both Alano 4 and 5 in a way. Well, didn't well, matter. That's not great. Didn't for matter. Them. As as we see Ming watching from the back, uh, he knocks one out, and then the other one gets to the ring, and Nick Patrick allows it. It knocks the other one out. Cool. Thanks, guys. We see the Harris brothers, as they said, they're putting Sid on notice. We see backstage Arn talking to someone, then Terry Funk shows up and asks, what side are you on? He's either with me or he's either with Fun- uh, uh, Flair. Do you not listen to the damn promo I just fucking cut? God damn. Funk's like, you know, Arn's, uh, I was there for you against when the NWO came at you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about his son. He doesn't care about WCW. Speaking, you. speaking of his son, our next match is the I, Mama Lukes versus David Flair and Crowbar. I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Miss Hancock comes out, definitely chasing her off. Uh, during this match, David is the Mamelukes' punching bag. As he should be. Disco and yeah. Daphne argue to distract the ref. Vito, uh, Vito gets hit by a crowbar by Flair, and crowbar covers for the win. For the 10th, 100th time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would rather want to watch the, like, uh, over. Uh, like Filthy Animals versus Revolution. I'm, I'm ready for, you know what? 
I take back what I said about their earlier promo. I'm ready for excess to get title shots. I was like, I need it because there's only two fucking tag teams right now. <laughs> yeah. And I can't handle this shit. Well, you get the Harris brothers. Do you? Well, theoretically. <laughs> we go to our main Sounds event. There's no menorah anywhere in sight. <laughs> we go to our main event as it's the Harris brothers versus Sid. Uh, it's a cage match. It's a smaller cage this week than it was last. Uh, Harris Brothers It's basically the same match as last week Two yeah, on one it's, it's the same uh, Sid gets a uh, Wins with the choke so slam So replace Kevin Nash with a Harris Brothers Yep There you go That's better? You know No <laughs> Jarrett runs down Calls Hall to raise the cage up We missed Hall's choking a guy well, Sorry it's just business Sorry Yeah it's just business <laughs> We miss As we're doing that We missed the guitar shot I mean, once you've seen it, yeah. yeah. But then he's then Jarrett sprays NWO on the Sid's back, and then he. Except for Sid, I love Sid, but sometimes he's just so bad at things. Like so, Jarrett gets his attention to do the shot. Right, he's, he always does a shot to their face instead of behind. Yeah. So he pulls on the shoulder and goes around. Sid immediately goes like this and then turns around to get the shot. He got scared. Like ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not because he wanted to take it like this. Yeah. And so, but so he, only Sid would do it before he turns around to turn around and just like, God damn, man. <laughs> Fuck. And also, uh, don't compress your spine before you get hit. <laughs> You've been do- yeah, right. Jesus. You've been doing this like 16 years, but you should know by now to make it look good. <laughs> damn it, Sid. Hot damn it. That's your role, champ. Uh, Jared gets the, on the mic and says that uh, he guarantees victory at Super Brawl. It's looking more and more likely. Because Sid not looking good as a champ. Once again, Jarrett gets uh, the upper hand on Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, SmackDown on Thursday, the 3rd of February of 2000. We start off with a Raw recap. uh, Radicals showing up. Then we get a promo with Cactus Jack and the Radicals. They're here once again as Cactus's guests. They would like to get themselves some contracts. They're here to wrestle because they love to wrestle. They just don't want to sit in back in catering and do nothing. Cactus calls out Triple H and says, "Listen up, WWE Garda." Uh, Cactus says, "Calls Scary. out Triple H and he says, if they don't come out, they do a sit-in." Well, DX music hits. Here they all come out. And Triple H says that the four radicals are trespassing. He could get 20-plus security guards right now to get them out of here. But Stephanie says, you know what? Let's have you prove yourself to the WWF. Stephanie says that they're not worthy for what, uh, not worthy enough for what they did on Raw. So the, and the four of them are just average. Ooh. That's a way to get your new telem over. There it is. Hey, God, damn it. It's like history repeating itself. Are they just... B-plus players? I mean... Is that what she's saying? It sounds like I know what it sounds like she's saying. So, Triple H decides to make some matches tonight and gives them a chance. It's, it's not for a contract. It's just a tryout. So, one, Dean Malenko, you'll be taking on X-Pac. Well, okay. let's do that a couple times. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he trained in the great Malenko's... You know. Yeah. Just to say he spent plenty of ring time with Dean Malenko through the years. Yeah. Saturn and Eddie, you'll be taking on the Outlaws. Sucks to be Saturn and Eddie. 
Sucks to be Eddie, really, if you get down to it. Yep. Yeah. Got to... That's not a lot to work with. Benoit, you'll be taking on Triple H. Crowd popped. Yeah, uh, it's clear immediately who they have plans for. Yeah. Clear immediately. Uh, also clear immediately, uh, they don't give a fuck about Eddie. No. He is such an afterthought. He... Uh, Pritchard likes to... Change, revisionist history? Yeah, change history. Yeah. And say that that's the guy they had their eyes on. No, it's, no, not. it's Benoit. It's not. It's clearly Benoit. In fact, the story goes, up until you know he did a bad thing and Eddie became you yep. know, a, a fucking bastion of everything. Um, they only wanted Benoit. And he pretty much had to say, well, if you want me, these three Threw come in. With. Yeah. And that's how they did it. Like, they did not want the other three. You know, Triple H changes his mind. He says, you know what, guys? Contracts are on the line, but you have to win two out of the three. It's a good storyline. I like it. And the four of them will all get contracts. The storyline's good. The storyline's good. I like yeah, it. Like, story it's like, hey, good. if you two lose before like Benoit, you don't even get me. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. That's a good storyline. Yeah. But the way Triple H makes it sound, it sounds like, hey, if you just win two. Win two out of three. Yeah. Uh Captain says uh, he knows how DX runs, so he would be in the back watching with a two by four wrapped with some barbed wire. Jesus. Commentary brings up some matches tonight. Uh, once again, Cole and uh, King, uh, Taz versus Kurt Angle versus The Rock. Pretty good match. Big Show versus Rikishi. Okay. Then we go backstage with all the women being pissed off at Harvey Wimpleman as their women's champ. Fair. Patterson and Briscoe says, "You know what? We're drawing straws here, and whoever gets." Uh, Draws the you know longest straw. You get a title match with uh, Harvey Wimpleman tonight. Jacqueline gets the title shot tonight. Sucks to be uh, Harvey. Ooh boy. And then all of a sudden, all the women start brawling, and then like Luna takes a chair shot. Yeah, to Jackie hits her in the fucking face with <laughs> a chair. Oh, like, uh, what? Yeah. Like out of nowhere, you just, like you just see her like yelling, and then you just see his chair like bam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was supposed to happen. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I just, it caught Luna off guard. She's laid there for a little bit. <laughs> mm. Then we go off site with Mark Henry and Mae Young. As Mae Young says, she should be champion. She should be champion. But Henry's like, you're pregnant. So uh, go with that storyline. You're pregnant. You're with child. Go with it. Henry says to get uh, her mind off, he has some uh, baby stuff for her. But let's go to our first match of the night, guys. After all that. Chris Jericho with China comes out with a bazooka versus Gangrel for the Intercontinental Championship. They wrestled like 17 times the last three weeks. What the fuck is happening? Why is Gangrel getting so much time with Chris Jericho? Yes. The answer to everything is yes. Uh, Luna tries to get involved in the match, but China pulls her off the apron. Jericho wins with the walls of Jericho. And then I think China raises Jericho's hand in the air. Yeah, it's, don't get it. We get the recap of halftime heat. It's the interview they showed on Raw with JR and Austin. We see backstage, we're seeing uh, Jack, Catch Jack telling Dean Malenko to keep an eye out on Tori. So our next match X Pac with Tori versus Dean Malenko. So I'm a fan of the little things. And how they can make or break anything. I love the fact 
that for tonight the radicals don't have time drones because mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be working there. Do they even have music? They Some have, generic. It's, it's generic like music, generic, and it's yeah. the same generic music for all of them. Um, so yeah, they have generic music and no Titan Tron. I like which it. I loved it's it, it and it's weird too, just because of the fact that there's the they're playing off the fact they're not in WCW anymore. So like, look at Dean Lanko coming out. The excitement in his, you know, he's fist pumped like, yes, let's go. When he's walking down the ramp, I'm like, that's not the ice, man. I ain't seen nothing yet. No, I know. Uh, back and forth match here. Dean grabs. Uh, uh, it's almost like teacher and student. Ooh, right? Uh, there's a spot where uh, X-Pac does a heel kick, but Dean grabs it and then does a, a leg whip. X-Pac misses the Bronco. Thank you, Dusty. Uh, Malenko is able to put the Texas Cloverleaf in on X-Pac, but he grabs the ropes. I love that move. Uh, Tori gets on the apron, distracts the ref, allowing X-Pac to low blow Dean and hit the X-Factor for the win. So now, guys, the Radicals have to win the next two matches. 0-1. Made sense. Not a good start. Not yeah, a good start. But it made sense. Um, I, I, I thought it, I, I agree it made sense because of the fact of you don't want them up you want their backs against the yeah, wall yeah yeah we go offside again with uh, Henry May as he has her preparation H for her hemorrhoids oh darling that you're so sweet darling that's the best gift I ever got honey I love you so much May Young is like legitimately one of the greatest women wrestlers ever and she's annoying as shit now. This is what we're doing. God, I, I, I like this back then. Now watching, it's annoying as shit. Uh, we go backstage. We go backstage with DX celebrating as Big Show uh, shows footage of The Rock hitting uh, his feet down first at the Royal Rumble. Clearly has video right there. Yep. Troy's like, well, well, I, Freddie Mercury. Well, you got it. <laughs> you got your match at No Way Out with The Rock. Man, thank Christ. They didn't show that live on pay per view. <laughs> right? Fuck. Like, there's really no doubt at all there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, our next match is Jackie versus... I, I didn't realize it was that wide of a... I didn't like, either. He was, like, yeah. standing on the fucking rope. And Big Show floor. was still, like, half in the ring. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. You clearly lost, sir. How can the refs, like, hmm... Yeah, Rock won. <laughs> yep. It checks out, guys. Checks out. <laughs> mm. That's high praise. Our next match is Jackie versus Harvey Whippleman for the women's title. Jackie wins within a minute. Of course, <laughs> Then strips him down to his underwear after the match. What was the point? What was the point of this? Chocolate teddies. Let's go backstage with Kevin Kelly and The Rock. Rock uh, kicks Kevin Kelly out of the interview, tells him to go get some shut-up juice. Uh, Rock uh, says Big Show finally got his wish and has a match with The Rock at No Way Out. Um, We got a match. Hey. Uh, Rock's gonna hey, beat match. Rock says he's gonna beat him at the pay-per-view Rock says it doesn't matter how many people Has to wrestle tonight He's gonna make them famous And beat them both A.K.A. Angle and Taz uh, Once again Henry and May Henry gets her jail for her belly For her winkles Oh thank you honey That's the most thoughtful gift I've ever got I love you sweetheart uh, our next match is Kurt Angle versus Taz versus The Rock. Angle comes out and says, you know, it's a shame I lost to The Rock on Monday, but it doesn't compare to teams in Detroit, Michigan constantly <laughs> uh, losing. Got him. 
Taz and Angle fight before The Rock even shows up. Which I liked. Yep. Back and forth. They fight in the crowd. Rock hits the rock bottom on both men. Big Show then runs down and pulls The Rock out. So, right there. Why isn't The Rock the winner via DQ? <laughs> the ref is like, man, it sucks to be The Rock. Well, Guess this match is happening if it's, the, if it's a no, triple threat, it should be a no DQ, right? Uh, that rule came uh, about oh, okay. 15 years okay. after okay. this match. Well, anyway, they pull him out. We're retroactive. <laughs> <laughs> However, with The Rock rock bottoming both people, basically, Kurt Angle has like an elbow on top of Taz, and the ref goes, well, he's on top of him. One, two, three. Then The Rock takes a choke slam to the outside. That sounds fun. Yeah, I think so. So let's go to our next match, as it's the radical members of Perry Saturn and Eddie Guerrero versus the New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know? Back and forth match here. Eddie hits a frog splash, but he instantly grabs his arm. He just dislocates his elbow. That old thing? Uh, he... He he fights through it. He makes the cover. However, Road Dog pulls the ref out. Saturn clotheslines Gun over the to- uh, outside. So they do the quick finish, and Road Dog just covers Eddie for the win. And then after the match, you can see Bill Gunn was like, "What the fuck was that?" And Road Dog had to tell him like, "No, he's fucked. Like he told me to cover him." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Corey, I have a question for yeah. you. He's done that move a million times in his life. Uh-huh. What the fuck was different here? That's exactly how he lands every fucking time. The ring. Yeah? It's a different ring. Those WWF rings, buddy. He hit it on Raw. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just one of those things. Like, you know. Because I don't think he uh, ever does that again. Uh, no, he never dislocates it. Yeah. No, so I just... No. It's just one of those It's just weird, interesting. One of those weird-ass things that just... Like, I can see if it was their old ring, which didn't talk give for any motherfucking thing. Talk about bad luck. Right. The first night, you're in, and then Boom. How long is he up? He's right, he's back by WrestleMania. Because I know it leads to other issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and me. like, so that, it also fucks their booking for the night. Yeah, because they had they to were, completely fix on the fly. They were supposed to win. Uh-huh. Because uh, why else would Triple H be like, you know what? I'm going to wrestle Benoit anyway. Well, they did a pretty good job they tried, covering it. I but, mean, what are you going to do? But, but knowing what you know, it's like, well, they obviously had to do that. So, <laughs> so they were supposed to win. Yes, yeah, they were supposed yeah, they to win. I'm to surprised win. they didn't try to do the You'd think uh, Saturn roll-up or something, you well, know you what I mean? you think he'd just be like... Or just cover him. Just, just not have Road Dog kick out. Yeah, just say, hey, yeah. don't kick out. I'm hurt. Go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, when... Um, I think it's... He's not one to ruffle feathers. He's like... Because he's brand new in the company, I think. new. That's, and a, I, that's Triple H's boy. <laughs> and one of the... One of the... I think... I, I hesitate to say it's a wrestling-wide trope, because... But it's mostly... When you're hurt, uh, the other guy wins. Yeah. Because they're the one moving forward. He was really in a... I mean, just in a fucked position. Because there's no, like... Wrong answer, but there's no right answer. It gets weird, man. Because Saturn does the clothesline to Billy, but they both go over, and then it's just like Road Dog runs in and just pins him out of like no move, nothing. It's just he's hurt from the butt. And I, I can only imagine a dislocated elbow cannot feel. He looked like he was in so much pain. Yeah, that cannot feel good. And then I don't. I don't get it's like the talking thing. They just kept showing it. I'm like, why the fuck are you showing I don't it? See it over and over again? Jesus well, Christ. Well, let's watch it in slow motion now. Hell, you could hear his arm snap. Like, 
cool. Mm. I, nope. Nope. No, thank you. No, we good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's also nope. Uh, guys, we have the XFL. Guys, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know if I can deal with what we have to deal with for the next year. The, uh, uh, I mean, it, it ebbs and flows. Like, from April through September, we won't hear too much about it. Yeah. But the rest of the time, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <sighs> oh, my God. So we get that, and then we get moments ago, and they show the Eddie replay constantly. <laughs> By the way, again, here we go. We see DX celebrating, and this is when Triple H is like, you know what? I'll give Benoit a match. Can I feel magnanimous. I was like, what? I'll explain it later. Can you imagine? <laughs> the way they replay this over and over again, can you imagine if Sid broke his leg on their TV show? It'd be a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they were just... Oh, they were Joe just, threw up. God damn <laughs> it. threw up on the computer. They would just... Lo- <laughs> They would just leave the image up on the Titan Tron for the entire rock. It would just loop. It's like it's like remember Owen, remember Sid's leg. It's like God damn it, Jesus. Point dude. of impact over and over again on the Titan Tron oh. the entire two hours. Your first GIF. <laughs> yeah. Let's go backstage with the uh, Al. Now Snow. I was talking about Sid's leg some more, Joe. No, please. Uh, I got like less than a year now, so let's. Uh, Al Snow and Steve Blackman here. Al was saying that. Uh, y- you agreed. That what? He said, he said, Steve, you agreed. Yeah, yeah. You agreed to it. You agreed to it. And I was like, what, you have no honor? Your, your word is no your good? Is no good. Put it on. So he puts on a cheese head. Oh, okay, crowd fucking lost it. I, I was, was, so I was like, you look great. And Steve Blackman starts doing his one, two. He tries to count to calm himself down for running the cheese head. Uh, Corey? <laughs> Oh, I'm just assuming that this has got to be the greatest moment in the history of wrestling to you two. It's absolutely, it's absolutely. Not. No, it's not up there. It's up there. Oh, it is. There's like Andre sliding himself, tripped. Yeah, right, and yeah. then cheese. Okay. Tri- how do you trip up in the air? <laughs> parkour. You know what, sir? That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's why he was the first inductee. <laughs> that's parkour, baby. Under the giant defied gravity. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to our next match as the Holly Cousins versus Steve Blackman and Al Snow or Head Cheese. According to Al. Uh, and the crowd. That is a loud head cheese chant. Yeah. Back and forth here. Al hits a superplex on the hardcore. Uh, mm-hmm. Al goes for a snowplow, but Crash jumps on top of hardcore, and Al rolls him up for the win out, out of that way. I was confused at what happened here. I had to rewind it. Yeah, I was like, what happened? I just... I don't know if I just I just missed it or was paying I don't know about execution I was, was not great. Yeah. So confused so on the end of this match. So he had him up like the snowplow, and then Crash jumped off the top turnbuckle, hitting Holly to fall back, and then Al somehow rolled him up. Because like out of yeah, because like Hardcore's upside down facing like I don't. I was yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I will say this. That's the finish you came yeah, up. Yeah. So after the match, Hardcore attacks Crash. That uh. Damn fighting Hollies. Damn fighting Hollies. There's damn Hollies. Then we see uh, May uh, May Young getting a breast pump by Mark Henry. Jesus, Cheryl, what was that? You know those are, they're going to give up powdered milk. The <laughs> one funny thing I got to say from the source of uh, giving us all the uh, thunders and smackdowns is the commercials. 
in between. I, I skipped them, but I watched like the first couple because I want to see what 19, 2000 uh, commercials were. Do you remember any of them? Yeah, a lot. And then top, there was some top, top gun, gun commercials. A lot of Top Gun. <laughs> they showed Top Gun on UPN. A lot of Top Gun. So let's go to our next match. It's Rikishi versus the big show, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> you should come out to Fat Bottom Girls. Uh, Rikishi with the belly to belly. Uh, Rikishi, though, kicks out of a choke slam. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. Nope. Uh, first time? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. And even in WWE? Unless Austin or Rock no, kicked out. I'm sure Hogan kicked out. But. Rock? Mm, Hogan? Rock or Hogan, I'm, I'm going to assume. I'm sure Hogan or Nash kicked out. Probably Hogan. Yeah, for sure. During the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, time. brother. Uh, show grabs a chair and Rikishi sidekicks the chair in the Big Show's face, but Big Show t- bounces off the ropes and then hits Rikishi with it. Too Cool comes down, but Big Show takes care of them. The Rock comes down, hits Big Show with the chair, and then a rock bottom on Big Show. We get a recap of the history of what the Dudley's been doing the past couple weeks of powerbombing, edging Christian and the Hardys through a table. They're, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to skip that. That's nothing. May and uh, May thanking Har- uh, Henry for all the t- yeah. gifts. Yeah. Let's go to our main event. Triple H for N. Stephanie versus Crispin. Well, I was kind of jacked. I was too. I was too. I was like, ooh. Triple- they uh, brought it. They did. Mm-hmm. Triple H dropped toe holds Benoit and still steps and he hits it like dome first. Uh, then he throws him into them. Benoit hits his th- uh, hits three straight belly to back suplexes. Benoit go- apparently had never seen. He was losing his mind. <laughs> Benoit goes to the top rope, uh, but Triple H shoves Earl into the rope, causing Benoit to fall. Triple H hits the superplex on Benoit. So where DDP is like, ah, that's how you do it. Now I get it. Uh, we get a ref bump as then Benoit puts Triple H in the crossface, but Earl's still down. Benoit hits the flying headbutt, but Triple H kicks out before three. Triple H low blows Benoit and hits the pedigree for the win. Hmm. Go on three, huh? I mean, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little shocked that Benoit didn't win, I gotta be honest. So was I when it happened. So. Because I know sort of what's next. Was that always the plan, or did they change it? It was always the plan. That was always the storyline? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, hmm. I feel like it would have done more if Benoit had won. It would have. Or if Triple H had to, like, win by DQ and just kind of shit his way out of the match. Not beat him clean in the middle of the ring. But that wouldn't fit the WWF's uh, mode of tearing down talent when they sign with you. Yep. So that when uh, you uh, push them in six months, it's because of you that they got over. Which is really dumb. But, you know, we can go on for four hours with examples of this. <laughs> yep. So. And just for the record. Nine inches. I can't get, I can't stress this enough. Nine. There's a reason 2000 WF is so captivating compared to WCW. Uh-huh. And it's because they 
restocked the coffers. I mean, yeah. you lost Austin and Taker. Huge. Yep. No question that's huge. And you already lost Sean. You can't work. And Brett. And Brett's gone. But just in the last year, so it's just Austin Taker. You lost those two, and you lost Owen. We won't yep. go into that. And you lost Jarrett. Mm-hmm. And DOA. I'm just being honest. Yep. And Goldust. And Goldust. But you get Chris Jericho, Crash Holly, China as an in-ring performer, um, Kurt Angle, Too Cool, Rikishi, Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero. Yep. That's ridiculous. You came out on top of that trade. That is Owen Taz. And Taz. That's ridiculous. Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That's. That's. That's the best. Fucking crazy. That's the best fucking, like. Like. Tra- um, scouting trip. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, JR likes to, like, talk about that, like, draft class of, like, Batista. Oh, yeah, that one. That one, but, like, I know these weren't, like, quote-unquote rookies, but you can't have a better fucking year of acquisitions than that. That's probably the greatest rookie class. Yeah, I get why he talks about that, but this is, I mean... That's fucking insane. The only one that comes close is 96, when he signed Vader, Austin, Marrow, Mankind, all and Rocky, all in the same year. I mean, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. But that, this is better. This, this is, is better, because like, they, 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 have, they have years behind them. Why you said the 96 one, you have Austin. Okay, he's proven. Right. You have Rock. Rock's there. Rock's there, but he's not. Mark Henry's fucking May Young. Like, yeah. yeah, Mark Henry's part of it, too. Mark yeah. Henry. But you have Rocky Mayavia, who is the young, up-and-coming blue chipper. And it's you, got, you got Vader, but Vader doesn't pan out because you don't put him that way. Um, Mark Miro doesn't pan out. But you have this one. You have what all the people you just named off who... You know, you say Miro didn't pan out, but you got Sable out of it, so it's a win. Okay. Yeah. You got the biggest star of it. Yeah. So you made more money than you should have. And what what do they both have in common? For the most part. Nine inches. uh, It's talent taken from WCW. And pushed the right way. What happened in 96? The Attitude Era was nothing but WCW of 1994. Actually pushed Austin, Foley, Triple H. I mean, it's all WCW guys. And we can always go back to how they pushed WCW guys, guys right. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Benoit. Benoit. Because, I mean, when you flip it the other way, like, WCW was so good in 96, 97, 98, because they took WWF people, for the most part, except for Kevin Nash, and pushed them farther than they had been pushed. Yeah. Um, Nash was the exception. However, at the expense of that was the young guys. Yep. Who you then lost. So when those guys that you had brought in and pushed aged out, got hurt, were no longer over, you didn't have the replenishments anymore. The only problem now is it's happening again, only they're playing the part of WCW. Yep. AEW signed all the young guys. Yep. Yep. Sure, there's a problem there. Didn't work the first but, time. Crazy. I mean, entertaining show. I really like the idea of the DX versus the Radicals best of three. Yeah, made sense. It was you. And you still got the feeling. This is fresh. This is new. I love Flair and Funk, but that ain't fresh and new in two thousand. 
So I love Hogan. I will. Uh, um, I used to like Hogan Luger, but not in 2000. I'm gonna give you my what the fuck right now because it's related to that. Um, it's uh, I, so essentially I said the differences in the two shows were amazing when we ran down that Thunder show, which was terrible. Just them listing the matches at the beginning of, of SmackDown. So Malenko and X Pac, the tag match, Benoit Triple H, Rikishi Big Show, The Rock Taz Angle. That's a, those are pay per view matches you're getting f- on SmackDown, and they're all fresh. While we're getting Hogan returns, cool. Flair and Funk in a feud, cool. You know, Luger if you're trying to capture an audience, uh, you're not doing it right. No. The only the only match you can say because on- like. The people who are going to watch Funk and Flair are already watching your product. That's not bringing anybody new. That's the core audience you already have. The only thing they're trying to push, and it's not looking the great way right now either, Vampiro, The Wall, and Kidman match. And they've already showed us conclusively it's The Wall that they're really looking to push yeah. out of those three. Which is the wrong one of the three, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. They so, could have taken two... Two stabs at it. He's the third one. He's the <laughs> shit, dude. He's the fourth. Yeah. Ryan Tory. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, we all can conclude that SmackDown is the best yeah. show this week. Yes. Yeah. So, let's see how the ratings do. Oof. WCW last week got a 2.51. WWF got a 5.4. WCW, 2.32. WWF, 4.7. That's a drop. Those WCW guys aren't a draw. Now, I, I, I was honestly surprised February that... February 3rd on a Thursday. I can't, I can't... I mean, just your normal friends ER stuff. That's a big drop. It's no, not playoff time no, yet. No, play, no football. I have no fucking idea. That's weird. Yeah. Third hmm. 2000. Because the, the Super Bowl would have been like four TV. days ago. Yeah. Um, it was on the 30th. TV listings for February 3rd, 2000? Yeah. There we go. Uh, ABC had Whose Line Is It Anyway? Which did okay. It was weekly. It was on Diagnosis Murder it. on CBS. Jesus. That was still on in 2000. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fox did Dumb and Dumber. That's okay. Whatever. Friends. Out. Your friends, Fraser ER, Trifecta on NBC. But Fraser's at nine. Yeah. Yep. What's the day 30? What was the day 30? What was the show in 2000? Jesse? Oh, boy. Is it the Full House thing, isn't it? No, oh. Jesse is... Oh, it's the um, Christina Applegate, Christina Applegate show. How did I pull that out of my ass? That's terrible. It did not last. That's terrible. What was 9.30? 9.30 was Stark Raving Mad. I remember the name, but I don't remember who was in it. It's Neil Patrick Harris, Tony Shalhoub. That's yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember that. Sounds like that. a terrible show. And then 9 o'clock on ABC is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh. Which was a huge... So, okay, so, here we go. There. I have... The, I just noticed they have ratings. Yeah. Underneath all the shows. So, tell me. So, 4.7 for SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Friends got a 15.6. <laughs> Diagnosis Murder, 10.3. Who the fuck is to watch that show? Whose Line Is in Anyway was an hour, okay? 6.6 and 8.2. Damn. Dumb and Dumber got a 4.1. So SmackDown did better. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 17.9. Could be 14. No one had one yet on Millionaire, yeah. I believe. 
Then the WB had popular. Looks like a yeah. uh, teen drama. Double, 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 your baby. And Charmed. Which did all right. I'm not surprised at all that uh, Millionaire and Friends were the two highest. Yeah. That, those were juggernauts. But yeah, those are, there is. What did ER do? ER. That 10. 19. There it yep. is. <laughs> not to mention. Uh, do you realize, the, do you know what, do you know what a network would do right now for a show that got a 15.9? They would pay a billion dollars over yeah. five years. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's amazing to see the change in TV over the last 20 years where there's still shows that will get seven or eight million, mm-hmm. and that's considered friends territory Giant. now. Yeah. 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 Jeez. That's but crazy. But yeah, there's your main shows to lead to 4.7 for SmackDown. Damn. Why? Well, yeah. You know, that makes sense, too, because... Friends is on at eight, so that's your beginning of SmackDown. And then you had Chicago Hope for CBS is nine. That got a seven point two. <laughs> is that right now? Uh, and then, um, and then nine to ten is your millionaire. That, so really, there's only a half hour of SmackDown that isn't against extremely tough competition. And that's eight thirty. Yeah. Well, I don't know whose line is, or I got an eight point two. See. Who and is well. Your half hour, judging by this, probably would have been uh, the women fighting in the back and Jericho and Gangrel. Yeah, that's not going to so cut it. So from now on, people. I should do this. I, this is fun. Because there like, are a movie next week. You have, yeah, it's the same thing. Interesting. Yeah, I'll be interested in hearing this next week every week. Sweet. Man. Wow, he sucked up, ECW. So let's go to our favorite part of the show. Well, that's apples and oranges. That's cable. That's a whole different argument right there. Actually, it's not. It's... The award show. Let's start off with best match. Benoit Triple H. Absolutely. Yeah. Benoit Triple H, for sure. Uh, Jabroni match of the week. Uh, Jackie and Hermie. Uh, DDP versus The Machine. The Mama Lukes and David Flair and yeah, okay, he's Crowbar. probably right. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. Who's your MVP? Chris Benoit. Yeah, Benoit. Got he, out like a star. It, it's not. I don't want to put down Malenko Guerrero and Saturn. They, they looked fine. They looked yeah. like they belong. Yeah, but Benoit looked you know like what? <laughs> looked average. Yeah, to be honest. But Benoit looked like pretty he, radical. Of them. He should be in the main events. He yeah. and the crowd justified it too. Mm-hmm. Chosen one? That's a bit one. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to do the radicals as whole, but you can put down the, you know, Benoit for the stats. But, like... Was well, it the radicals or the Benoit? Then? It's Benoit. But uh, my B would be the other three. Because Malenka looked good. You knew Tori was going to interfere in the storyline, you know, and you knew it would cost them the first match. Malenko is the ultimate machine. Yes. Fashion. A good hand. Then Saturn, Eddie, they did good. It's just the fuck of the injury that cost the match to sidetrack the situation of the layout of the rest of the night. But Benoit overall, he does deserve to be a main eventer. He looked good. Let's see where they move on with this since they went 0-3. So, Corey, Ew. WTF. Nope. 
Moadib first. Oh, Moadib, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Eddie Guerrero. Mm. I mean, unfortunate injury, man. Bad timing to, for you. The worst timing to get that injury. I'm going to go, brother. <laughs> how dare these young guys want to be over and be stars? Dude. That's how it works with me, dude. Fuck that guy. I'm going brother as well. These stars think they're, uh, these young guys are stars, dudes. I'm almost ashamed to admit, I forgot Hogan was on Thunder. Like, like it never even dawned on me. His entire fucking promo, I'm just like, shooting. and that's why they're on SmackDown tonight, because you're a fucking idiot. Yep. (laughs) Dumb fucking morons. Look at the future, brother. Jesus. Um, My WTF. Are we done? Are we ready for WTF? WTF now. Um, what if it's almost unfair to be as stacked as you are in WWF and then have been waffle in your lap? Yeah, it's almost unfair. It's like, really? Uh, yeah, and, the rich get richer, and I feel terrible for one person in particular Taz, overshadowed entirely, completely like. That pop he got at that paper should have meant at least a solid push for a month. Yeah. Towards the European title, towards something. <laughs> and within eight days, it's rendered worthless because these guys are here now. Yeah. And it's just like, well, talk about bad timing. Yeah. Also, I don't know, man. I, I just I watch it weekly. Whenever I see him out, I'm like... Kind of doesn't fit though. Taz? Yeah, it's weird. He doesn't fit for me. I'll it's have to pay too. Attention. We have to pay attention. I it's need too more time. Gimmicky. I need more time. Which is weird because like his whole thing is like he's not a gimmick. He's yeah. real, but it's too. I don't know. It's just it's weird for me. I just not. It's not clicking for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already heard your WTF earlier in the show. Uh, my WTF is. Um, Hogan, <laughs> just he's my modem and he's also my WTF of the fact of him basically coming out going, I'm tired of these young boys coming, taking my spot. We are taking wrestling back like the good old days. And that young guy told a package Lex Luger. He's going to get it first. Brother. Yep. That'll show him. Youngsters. But I like, and it's just funny too because I called my good friends Goldberg and Sting. Remember that we did that earlier in the year, earlier. Well, we're doing it again, dude, and they're they're with me. They don't like these young guys being uh, over. I'm torn when it comes to the Hogan shit that he's pulling because it's it's up to the company mm-hmm. to do something about. I don't blame him for continuing to make sure he gets his. That's what everyone's doing. Uh, it's the company that makes the decision to go with it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be doing this crap, but uh, everybody fights for their spot and wants to keep it, of course. So someone else be better at it. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're currently on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they jumped. <laughs> so this brings an end to this week's episode of the Midweek War Stories. Uh, we're moving on to Super Brawl and No Way Out for... But Super Bowl 2000 and No Way mm. Out 2000. No, I keep forgetting the two. I keep forgetting yeah. to put 2000 at the end. Apologize. 2000. I mean, this is the Monday Night War Stories 2000. 2000. <laughs> the Battle of the 2000. Um, 
You can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com to find all of our podcasts that we do here. Uh, you can also go to any of our social media websites, as we're on all of them. Corey's on Tinder. It's news to me. Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about it, brother. We're just having you shooting them the whole time. <laughs> You're tired of all the other apps, brother. I think they're the, that they're the number one app. They're, you're bringing it back, okay? You also, once again, listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.